That's the sound of my ghetto mobile. But hey, I'm uh who was that bear? Okay, is it a was a corduroy bear? Oh, corduroy boy bear, yeah, the little he was, one that had he the was green the... corduroys on. He was like stitched together. Well who was no, I don't think it was him. Who was the one with the, the rain hat and the boots and a coat? Oh god damn, dude. You know what I'm talking about. Though, yes, right? I do. The yellow, he, um, yeah, got yellow. Paddington. Paddington Bear? Paddington. I'm pretty sure his name was Paddington. Hi, I'm Paddington Bear, so you can get your boots and your coats with this wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go. I didn't realize that's where you're going. I was like, where's he going to go with this one? Paddington got that wop. <laughs> yes. And I'm Battle. Yeah, this is Burrows of Murder. We give you true cut cases of color. We give you commentary, distasteful jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis and, on the distasteful. <laughs> and uh, music by artists you probably have never heard of. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, who wants to go? I well, think the last no. one we put out, I started, so you should start. I should. Well, I just have to first say, like, it's been a minute since, like, Andre and I have actually got to record together. Yeah, um, it's been, like, three weeks. I've been super busy. Because life sucks life right real. <laughs> Dude, I've had some shit go on, too, like, during our little, like, time to get, like, stuff ready. Um, and, like, having to deal with life. Um, but since we've recorded, I've been doing well. I hope everyone else has been doing well. Uh, I've had some like little mishaps. For instance, I was changing the brakes and rotors on my Forerunner, and I've done it before. Well, I've done it before in different vehicles. It's not like a hard thing to do. I ended up like smashing my finger. You could see that. Oh. It was much deeper, and it was. It took like a. It was like the size of a dime, with the like the depth of like two pennies stacked on top of each other, and it like. I just, it was, ble- there's blood like all over my house. And my wife was just like, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and I think she was trying to remain calm because like it was a pretty gnarly cut. I have to send you a picture of like what it looked like when it happened. But then on top of that, I freaking, the forerunner fell off the jack stands. Dude, I was almost in tears i was like why is my life like this like why me why god damn but yeah whatever i'm sorry i'll get back into it i don't want to i guess in my i never give updates about myself (laughs) (laughs) i guess oh my little mini update um back in school holla yeah get that education are being trash right now (laughs) that's not fun boy um i'm still doing a recruiter shit what else uh, got a part-time <laughs> job as a personal trainer, and uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like fun, <laughs> dude. 
yeah it's been a lot and i also want to thank everyone uh for sending me all those, like, those well wishes when my friend recently passed yes it was really nice a lot of people reached out to me so thank you for that isn't that amazing to like have such a good support system we've talked about that on the like podcast yeah before. everyone's like, everyone's super sweet that's really awesome thank you for reaching out to Andrew thank you for being a people. friend yeah that's really <laughs> Been awesome. around a, yeah and i read all the messages yeah like i responded to everybody too it was really nice it, was, it really be really fun i love you all thank you and uh yeah so go ahead enough with my feelings and emotions start the case <laughs> okay so it's the first one that we've recorded for a while and everyone remembers the first episode i recorded right it was about you know kids Can i just i'm gonna say this real quick <laughs> so the last couple of episodes were recorded out of order and nero like three or four episodes we kept talking about your backsplash <laughs> oh so, dude it's finally done dude uh, but the thing is that like since they were out of order they, it was all mixed up. So, like, one episode, you're like, I'm doing my backsplash. And like the other episode, you're like, guys, I guess what? I just started my backsplash. And another episode, you're like, I'm in the middle of my backsplash. What the fuck's going on with his backsplash? And then there's me having to listen back to it while editing. I'm tired of your backsplash. Well, it's finished now. The backsplash is finished. It looks dope. We have skylights now, too. Ooh, send me a picture. Yes, bitch, I will. All right, go back. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to jump right back into it. I... I'm going to be talking about filicide, which is the murdering of one's child. I, I just... Okay, we, we're in the same wavelength again, because I also have a case about filicide. Shut the fuck up. It better not be the same one. Does it have to do with an army vet? No. Okay, all right. Okay, we're, yeah. We're good. <laughs> so, oh, that scared me. That's really cool. We are in the same wavelength. By the way, everyone, Andre's drinking Pedialyte. Uh, it is probably the... It, like the uh, Pedialyte with zinc in it for like yeah you, I, okay <laughs> <laughs> you just caught out my alcoholism thank you <laughs> bro it's okay to have a drink sometime I had a drink earlier this morning some mimosa this morning I, I haven't been hydrating okay I got so you. like I still have a headache from that. <laughs> dang dude you're getting old I, that's how it is when I drink a glass of wine now I'm just like fuck my head is hurting 25 is right around the corner 31 is like this month for me. I know, boy. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the murdering of someone's child. Um, this case is about torture and neglect. It included a father and a grandmother, and the child's name is Giselle Ford. So before getting into the actual case, I wanted to talk a little bit about like filicide or like understanding filicide because I know that I've talked a lot about kids that have gotten murdered or we've talked about it a lot in our podcast about kids that have gotten murdered. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to do the podcast part because out of context that just sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids in, in, in the podcast just because I I can't I don't, I'm not a parent yet but when I do become a parent I just can't fathom killing my own child for whatever reason if it's in my if it's in my control i know under people go through like postpartum and stuff like that but i just don't understand it so i wanted to learn a little bit more so i read about it on the u.s national library of medicine national institutes of health which is fucking ridiculous name which is why they abbreviate, abbreviate <laughs> it's it. a very long name <laughs> yeah so the u.s national library of medicine they have put information on there that talks about how filicide dates back to like the greco-roman times and it was father fathers were allowed to kill their children 
without any trouble from the law. It wasn't a big deal. They're just like, ah, fucking gotcha. Um, Be like that. And you know, you probably are wondering, why would they do that? Why would they let them kill the kids? Or why would you want to kill the kids? If you haven't guessed it, it's because of disabilities that the child may have had, the gender of the child, or frankly, they didn't have the money to afford or like the resources to afford the child. So that's why they did it. And it was mostly newborns that they did it to. Like in the movie 300 where they just throw the baby off the cliff. And there's like, ah, fuck, what the fuck is this baby? Gotcha. But could you imagine if that was still allowed today? Like, so there's a lot of people that can't afford to have kids that have kids. And it's, you know, they're left with no choice. They could be left with no choice. It's like, oh, yeah, I could just do this. But no, I'm glad that it's outlawed. It was outlawed in like the 16th and 17th century, like worldwide. They're just like, oh, fuck that, dude. We probably shouldn't do that anymore. But. I wish we can come to conclusions like that on other topics worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh, but, but this I, is kind of bad. Like, but I'm glad the line was like, baby, kill. I'm glad everyone can all say collectively, <laughs> like, let's not kill baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so more on understanding filicide. I said it was the killings of one's child, but it's the killing of what of one's child up to the age of 18. Okay. So once they're adults, but... If it's if the child is less than one year, it's considered infanticide. If the child is less than a day old, it's called neonaticide, and it happens because they have a fucking name for it. And the different types of like filicide, there is altruistic filicide, which is in the child's best interest. So, like, let's say, okay, the world's a shitty place. I'm sorry I had you. Let me fucking kill you instead of give you up for adoption or whatever. Um, there's also acutely psychotic filicide where there's no motive whatsoever. It's the person or persons are responding to a psychosis or like a mental break. A break from reality. Yeah. And there is an unwanted child filicide, which I don't think I have to explain that to you, anyone. There's accidental filicide where you, where, not you, but where someone, one, accidentally kills their child because of abuse that's happening and then there is one case where this lady like she was asleep and like rolled over on her kid oh dude could you fuck that's why you don't fucking and i was like um, imagine waking up to that dude you're like i'm fucking dead ass i slept good last night you you got the the, the baby (laughs) where's the baby i hate you so much dude could you imagine though, dude? That'd be scary. Put them in a fucking bassinet, like put them in a bassinet, and then put them in a crate or not a crate, um, a crib later. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> storage space, storage space, <laughs> storage, bro. I'm done. There is spouse. This is the last one. Spouse revenge filicide, which is like you step out on a marriage or whatever or whatever, then they try to get revenge. Look at the story of Medea. Where the dude like stepped out on the the marriage or whatever, and she kills both her sons. It's a crazy story. You should read about it. It's like old, old, like old timey. But I believe that this case that I'm about to tell everyone is a mix of unwanted and accidental filicide. Okay. And this is about the life or the murder of Giselle Ford. Giselle, she was born July 29th of 2004. She was eight at the time of her death. It's important to note that 
she was a great student. She was like a straight A student. People liked her. The kids liked her at school. The teachers liked her. They remembered her. She was a spelling bee winner. But most of all, something that was very unique to her was that at a young age, she kept a journal and she journaled about things that were happening. And again, she was eight years old. She knew she would be de destined for great things. She wrote, and I quote, I am, I'm going to be beautiful, smart, and a good young lady. And, and I also quote, people say that I'm smart, beautiful, courageous, and beautiful. So she knew about herself. She knew what she was going to do. And it sucks that her life was taken from her. She often talked about how, talked about in her journal of some of the abuse that she was going through. And she would say things like, and I quote, I know if, if I know if I be good and do everything I'm told, I won't have to do the punishments because that was one of her punishments were like workouts, physical workouts. Her last entry before she died was, I hate this life because I'm in super big trouble. So this is going to be really like difficult. So like I'm advising everyone now, like that's listening, but this girl, this sweet girl, this person, she was subjected to being beaten from head to toe when they found her. They know that she was confined to a bed for days, like days to where it was so bad that it was said that she was tied to her bed and they would force her to drink her own pee oh. and stuff like that. And when she was actually like let go from the bed like they weren't feeding her they weren't giving her any water so she would have to go and she wrote about it, i believe like she would have to go sneak drinks out of the toilet like drink toilet water just to get water because she was so dehydrated like severely dehydrated and when she would get caught she would get beaten for drinking out of the toilet but they wouldn't give her any water whatsoever any time that giselle was getting beaten if she cried out, they would gag her. And when I say they, it's her grandma and her father, which I'll get to them later. I'm not even going to mention their names because they don't matter. But yeah, they would gag her if she would start crying out loud. So imagine like being an eight-year-old child, being beat by the people, being tortured by the people that are supposed to be taking care of you. Like it's so scary. I couldn't, I could not fathom the amount of fear she probably was feeling like in the amount of pain that she probably was feeling it, it was just scary but this wasn't the last of it either she was starved and and she was deprived of food water and sleep they were keeping her up they wouldn't feed her any of that and it was so bad that this is like worse than like fucking guantanamo bay like what the fuck yeah dude and she's eight eight years old it was so bad that when they did like an autopsy, they found that she she had kidney failure. Like she she had kidney failure, which means she was probably she probably had jaundice. Which I don't know if anyone's ever seen a person that has jaundice, but they're really yellow and they look really bad. She wasn't given a chance in life, like at all. It sucks. And once once again, like one of her last entry or her very last entry was, "I hate this life." I hate this life because now I'm in super big trouble. And that last entry, the, the very next day, 
the police found her dead, like at her house. They came to the house and found her dead. They were just one day late, and the apartment she there she was found dead in the apartment with the people that are supposed to take care of her, or are supposed to love her and keep her safe. They didn't, and they the police the police the law enforcement they said that the apartment was filled with like vermin to so, like rats and like rats and um rodents and things like that and it was just full of trash and it probably smelled not only that they said with her body it had there her body showed signs of being bound by her ankles and her hands and that she was strangled and beaten by her grandma and there was a gaping wound on the back of her head that had maggots in it Oh. Like maggots were feeding like on this sweet baby girl. To G- Giselle, she was only eight eight years old again. And it's important to note that like when they when they looked at her journal, they said that you can see a trend from her writing being like very like nice. The penmanship was really nice. The sentences were nice. Towards the end, it was just like scribbles. They said like you can see her. Di- deteriorating through her writing they said it turned into like scribbles or like barely legible but you can still read out what was being said but it was just a scary thing that the court saw everyone saw like the diary that she had Uh, you can see her her dying pending strokes it fucking sucked and so you're probably wondering okay why was she with her father and her grandma it's because like she went through like the 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 um, Department of Children and Family, Surf, Family Services, they didn't do justice for her, do anything for her. She went through like so many different, um, went through like a lot of different like uh, judges. Like, so she went bet- before like eight different uh, Cook County judges to try to find her a place. And they finally got her with her father and the grandmother. But the crazy thing is, and I want to note, is that the father, he was bedridden. He had a uh, degenerative skin disease, and it's also important to note that he was being taken care of by his mother, which is Giselle's grandmother, and that over the time that Giselle spent with her father and grandmother, she suffered probably every single day with abuse, probably from day one up until she died, and it so first where was the mom at and all this i don't know like they didn't like i looked so much for information about the mom but i couldn't find anything maybe someone else can and like update us with that because like i was so confused where she was when she didn't have custody i obviously it was better to put him with a put her with a bedridden father and a grandma and it sucks because the abuse that she went through, it started out as like physical workouts. They would make her do squats or like stand in squats. And I've known people seen those videos on like Facebook of like parents disciplining their kids by making them hold books up or like stand on a wall, like stand with their back against a wall and like squat down, which, okay, it may be funny, like at a higher level, but if you do a deep dive, what's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
driven to it. Yeah, like that's kind I, of I fucked up. I ain't with that shit. Yeah, like if like when I see that happening, you can it's always just, like, just talk to your kid. Right, <laughs> like, fucking talk use your, to words. your kid works. Yeah, I'll talk. My mom would talk me about whenever I got in trouble. I would get things like taken away from me. My mom would always like tell me why, and this is what I did. She never like fucking made me go stand in a corner or like hold yeah. books in the air or some shit. Mainly yeah. because she grew up in an abusive household, so she was like, I would never be my kids. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I've learned, like, with my dad, like, I know how I want to treat my kids whenever yeah. we decide to have them. Because it's like, treat them like fucking human beings, man. Yeah. Like, But, like, it's crazy because, like, with the workouts that they would do, the dad would record it. The bedridden dad would record it, and you could hear him in the back saying, like, oh, she's getting defiant. Stand up. Do your squats. And then the grandmother is saying, like, you see how she's acting? She lies about every single thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck? She's an eight-year-old kid. Like, whatever. And then there was also videos of Giselle throwing up. And she's, and you could hear them saying, oh, she's making herself do it. Oh, she's making herself do it. She's doing that on purpose. And it's like, dude, you guys are fucking working this little girl out where probably grown men would throw up um, because I've seen it happen when I was in the military. Yeah, I've seen that happen too. So. <laughs> it's just it, one time, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was, they were like getting smoked out in a sand pit and they were doing like EUs. So like, usually you lay on your back, you have to like rotate so you can move. It's all core work. And this kid next to me fucking threw up and he yelled at him and told him to pick it back up and put it in his pocket. So he just like scooped oh, this pile of bomb up gosh. and shoved it in his pocket. And they were like, I was joking. Why would you really do that? <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. That sucks. But needless to say, like, the father suffered in prison. He never had to stood trial because while he was being held, he ended up dying of a heart attack, which I think he got the easy way out. Like, I'm about to say, a- oh, la di Yeah. You lucked he- out, bitch. Yeah, right? He didn't he have really to stand trial out. for, like, the things that he did to his daughter. And, you know, some people say, well, there's, like, whatever. Whatever your religious belief is okay good for you but like for what he did in the here and now like he was a fucking animal he was a fucked up piece of shit and then his grandmother who is serving a life sentence in prison like a life a life sentence as in her natural life her grandmother tried to paint her to be like a crazy little girl saying thing oh she is crazy she was always bouncing up the walls she would always throw herself and stuff like that Um, it's so fucking stupid and oh bitch (laughs) that's my case and before like i finish and pass it on andre i just want to like think talk about the tragic like reality of giselle ford and the tragic reality for a lot of children that we don't see is that because of the Department of Children and Family Services, what they didn't do, like, cause this little girl to die because a month before she was actually murdered, an investigator with the DCFS went to the home and did not take actions of the conditions that she was in. Oh, I was say, you didn't notice that she yeah, like, was fucked up? Yeah, like, they didn't do anything. She, he didn't, or they didn't do anything about it. Not only that... A child abuse doctor examined Giselle, but never called DCFS hotline. And they're like mandate. That's their whole fucking job is so to their were, mandated report. So a lot of people outside of the family were dropping a ball. Yes, yes, yes. Melinda and I were talking about this about like it's like that one documentary on Netflix about the little boy that like was being beaten 
and where he got beaten to death and like one person would have just like did their job like and said something and did something um like yeah no investigators or no investigations were followed up and we've talked about it before on the podcast if there's domestic violence going on or domestic abuse going on in your house and like you need someone to report it for you like reach out or like if you need to talk about it reach out there are so many different hotlines that you can call or websites um, you can even and like anonymously yes a bit shit too mm-hmm. so that was my case and i'm sorry it took longer but it was so much <laughs> <laughs> uh but so we're gonna move on to my case now and maybe you can tell me what type of philicide this is okay so now mine is about a Ohio Army veteran who shot his six-year-old son on Facebook Live. What? Yeah, because you know, because in, in the days of social media now, everything's online from like cat pictures to pictures of people's feet. And now even murder because this motherfucker decided to go on Facebook Live and show everyone that he was killing this kid. So. In Ohio, man, this happened early this year. What? How did we not hear about this? I've never. Wow. Yeah, keep your eyes open, man. So now, fucking wild. 2020 has been ghetto. So, <laughs> an Ohio man killed a young boy before turning gun on himself while broadcasting it live on Facebook to everybody. This happened in Miami, and a Miami uh, Township police officer found out that 33 year old. We have covered a lot of crazy shit from people Hermione. in Florida. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that's, going on with Florida? That's just true crime. That's true crime for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to move up there. So, Rosa, sorry. So, 33-year-old... I'm going to mess up his name. I'm just calling him McLean. <laughs> McLean but, sorry. <laughs> Fucking McLean. McLean Dunn. Okay. Yeah, I'm just calling him McLean Dunn. McClendon Jr., 33, called police to say that he shot his girlfriend, Mrs. Patterson, and also her son, and was then about to shoot himself. He said on the phone to the dispatcher, I just killed my girlfriend and her son. I'm going to kill myself next. I'm sorry I have to say this. I'm so sorry, but I had to do it. Another person who was actually another person at the, at the same time he called the police, another dispatcher got a call from someone saying that, hey, my friend is on Facebook right now. He just killed his son and he's about to kill himself. Then another person called in saying, hey, my friend's on Facebook right now. Like people were watching this unfold and calling the police to get like these people. So he help. was like reaching out for help. He needed someone to stop him before he did it again. Well, he, he well, we, by the time he got on Facebook Live, the girlfriend was already shot. What the, uh, the son was dead, and he was saying that he was basically telling everyone on Facebook and showing them what he just did, and that he was about to kill himself. Did he like? Did the girlfriend like have an affair or something? No, I'll get to the reasoning. Oh, okay. Well, the suspected reason. Well, the reason why I suspect after everything I gathered. So, you know, these calls come in, and then that's when he, you know, he hangs up the phone and he shoots himself on facebook in front of everybody else and then it was up for like a couple hours and then facebook turned it down like took it down finally as people reported it enough and the facebook page transitioned into like a memorial page type thing i guess you can set. i think it's called like facebook legacy you can set it up now to where it's like if yeah. you die i can 
turn your page into a yeah (laughs) i can turn your page into a memorial for you so uh police got there and mcclayton the man who did the shootings he was pronounced dead on scene and so was the six-year-old son but patterson the girlfriend she was alive close to close to being alive critical conditions and she was taken to the hospital and that's where she stayed for like like she was it was real touch and go for a long time mm-hmm. and then she came back she was alive and came out of it asking for her son because she didn't re- like yeah because she didn't really realize that it he wasn't was a gone. fucking nightmare it was real life yeah that's, that's kind oh, of situation geez. it was dude and then she after you know being told that kid's dead boyfriend's dead she told news outlets that she has no reason why he would have did this. He showed no signs of any like aggression, mental illness. There was no, like you said, there was no affair. Like there was literally no reason why he would have committed this. Yeah. And then that's when a friend of his came forward who like went with the plug with him, enlisted with him, came forward and expressed that he thinks it has to do with PTSD. Now, the thing that got me on that is I was like, all right, if you're because the way he like put that information out made it seem like it was connected to his military service. So mm-hmm. then people started inquiring like, all right, well, where were you deployed to? Like, was it combat missions? And he wouldn't say anything about that. Then it came out that it was an 88 Mike an 88 Mike. For people who don't know is a truck driver. Now, I'm not saying that there are no truck drivers in the army who haven't seen combat or have PTSD. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna claim PTSD, you can at least tell people where the dude got sent to. Where, where, like, where, where was he deployed to? Where is the something traumatic happened to him? Yeah, like, where where does the PTSD come from? Where did it if come from? Like, if yeah. it's not from the military, then what else happened? And, and at that, least, and, and like the family, no, no one ever said anything like traumatic happened to him when he was younger or in his adult life. His only one friend came forward and said that oh, he has PTSD from the army, but they wouldn't say where it came from when it started what were the signs why he didn't say anything if he saw signs because his wife well his girlfriend clearly didn't see anything yeah and it's just left as a fucked up open-ended question and then my thoughts on it i i don't think it was ptsd but i think he did have like a break from reality like a mental like something mentally just snapped in him and he did what he did I wonder if he was on any medications. Nope. Nothing? Hey, the girlfriend said he was a, just a healthy, normal dude up until that day where he came home with a gun, shot her. wonder if he had psychosis because I know That's we talked thinking, about it before. Like, like, it could happen. It could be a it sudden could, onset of mm-hmm. psychosis and it's scary. And, like, and I also also like thought about it like, all right, it could have been like, uh, for all we know, it could have been a drug psychosis. Like, mm-hmm. If there was PTSD, I feel like it it would be documented in some way, or there would be places where you could, or there would be like a trail, like okay, well, this is like what it's them yeah. from at least. And it's like the one dude who's saying it's PTSD can't even tell us where the PTSD is coming from. Okay, that's an issue. Or like <laughs> if no one in the family knows, because like I feel like his girlfriend, who's been living with them, had a child with them, would have seen something, or yeah, he there would have been some tell. Yeah, I agree. Cause like, I 
like I was diagnosed with PTSD from like a deployment and then also like panic disorder. But like, I know there was times where like I started to have like a medic, like a medicine, like induced psychosis because like, instead of going, instead of like giving me like, um, appointments, like talk therapy, I would just get different medications and I was on one for like four weeks and they're like, okay, that's not working. Try this one. Just stop taking the other one. And like, it fucked up my brain to where like yeah, all those chemicals in your brain. Just yeah, dude. Shut, yeah. It was like, I was hearing voices and like screaming. And there was times where like, I would leave cause this is right when I got out of the military and I would leave class. I remember leaving like physics classes, like just crying and like on the phone with like a suicide hotline not because I wanted to kill myself because like it was so fucked up in my head that I was like crying to like this trauma nurse or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So if he was on medication, like I could see that or even like with a psychotic break, like I can see that because yeah, your brain saying, is like, fucking powerful, dude. Like yeah, it's so a saying, fucking like, power. Like for the information, little information that we have, all we can really, all I can surmise is that he just had some type of fucking mental break. Yeah then that would definitely be an acutely psychotic filicide and, and attempt to murder and suicide. Yeah. Like he's probably responding to psychosis. Yeah. If there's nothing else, unless did, there was no drugs in his system when they did like an op top. That's fucking wild. Take care of your brains, people. Yeah. Take like, care of your brains. Like never was with the violence. <laughs> like just yeah. talk, talk, use your words, talk things out. Like, I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know what that would feel like, though. Like to black out to where you don't remember what you did because, like, your brain just took over. But and, it's like, like we don't know if he doesn't remember. He could have been completely. Let's again. We could have been completely lucid the whole time. But I, I doubt it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if people that have murdered and said it's because of psychosis or whatever, they weren't in the right state of mind. If they really are like psychotic or like, or if they were really, I don't know, because you can't experience anything outside of the self, right? Yeah. So like. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's difficult. Psychosis is scary. So what kind of philosophy would that be? I would say um, the acute, acutely psychotic. Okay. Yeah, acutely psychotic. Because if there was no other, if there was no other reasoning besides like he may have done it because of medical reasons, it sounds like he was responding to straight psychosis. But I don't know. That's scary. And if she didn't cheat on him or anything, like... They're, that's fucking wild, dude. That one day you're here, next day you just snap. <laughs> yeah, but that's my case. Just, that's wild, dude. On on Facebook Live, like I mean, I get it. Live streaming, like We're imagine gonna... just scrolling through Facebook and then seeing that happen. Yeah, it's like, like, I, feel, I feel like that like traumatized me. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people. I don't think I would have social media anymore. Like after I saw that, I'd be like fuck this, dude. This is becoming like T one hinged now. Yeah. So uh, that's all I got. I think that's all I have. Remember, reach out if you need help. If you need to yeah. talk. Uh, uh, also, all the social medias. We're going to be live streaming again on Thursdays on Get Vocal and also on Facebook. So you can see that we got a lot more spooky content coming out. And uh, yeah, except for me. Yeah, I I'm happy to have recorded again. It's been a minute. I've missed it's everyone. Been a I've while. missed you. I miss you too. Even we text like every day. <laughs> I know. I don't like text texting with Andre though because he like you can send him a fucking like not you could pour your heart out and then he's like okay. 
I'm just like fucking bitch. Cause I don't respond. I need more from you. <laughs> I, I, I respond with I I got it. Received. <laughs> <laughs> Message received. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm a words of affirmation kind of guy, but then I also like hugging people, and I can't really hug anyone right now. Besides my wife, I love hugging my wife. My wife. But, my wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, goodbye. See ya, fam. Selfish for that, I let you fall again. I let you know that.